Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> You're always so goddamn aggressive toward me. I, I'm not. I, I'm I'm calm now. You're trying to turn over a new leaf? Not, no, just a, any kind of leaf. And we're exactly 10 okay, seconds in. On. Your fucking phone starts ringing. Hey, what's up? Paul's on the phone. Oh, that was a, a, a butt dial. That is correct, sir. In fact, I'm doing something right now that I answer thought was an emergency or something. Not emergency, but whatever. But I appreciate the call back, but it was not an intentional dial. So, yeah. I like how Paul called it a butt hey, dial, even though he show. has a yeah, yeah, touchscreen yeah, phone. It's a smartphone. It's not 2005. It's hard to butt dial people. It wasn't a butt dial. Did you, did you use your bare ass to dial him? Because I don't no, know how you can I, butt dial I, somebody. The, the term butt dial should go away. It is, but then there's still people out there like Mr. Scott Prackett, who still has a fucking touch-tone phone. Yeah. Or touch... He has an iPhone now. Oh, he does? It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. I bet he under... Talk about the most underutilized gadget in, on the face of the planet. Okay. That guy who just called was one of the guys who was here for the Red Star uh, Formation Clinic. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and he was a friend of mine. He was the... Did I tell you he was a twin? He had a twin brother. Yes. Twin. Yeah, it was yep, him. Yep, yep. And... Um, and uh, I mistakenly dialed him somehow uh, 30 minutes ago, and he thought that um, – anyway, he also wrote – he wrote a letter to all the members of the city council oh. without me even asking him. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Really? You didn't ask him? Did not. Nothing. He, he, he knows we're having troubles out here. Um, the troubles. The tr you know, that's the Irish call. I'm uh, in trouble. Have the troubles. That's like a the, term. The, the, the Irish called like the, you know, your the Easter, like uh, Easter uprising and all that shit from about 1890 to about, I don't know, three weeks ago. No, like 18, <laughs> eight, no, 1890 till, till, well, it really kicked up in like 1915, 1918. going on right now, as a matter of fact. Well, no, I, it's, it's been pretty peaceful in Ireland for, right. for a while now, but uh, for probably 15 years, 20 years. But, you know, there was like 75, 80 years there where it was just really bad and they just call it the Troubles. I shit you not. You people, Google the troubles, and the first hit is going to be Irish War for Independence, IRA stuff like that. So you're talking about yeah, you're talking about the the Northern Ireland kind of stuff. Yep. I heard. That's um, why I don't drink Bushmills because they're loyal to the crown. I All heard. Right, I had to get it out. Sorry. <laughs> I heard that they quit um, doing their nasty bombings and stuff. This is right after 9/11 because they 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 knew this was a real bad thing that happened and all the, the terrorism that was starting up and they I think that was the impetus that got them to quit doing their shit I, I think I heard that potentially yeah I think I, that might be I know that they had tried several times yes from about the mid 90s or so on they, there was all these attempts and just nobody would concede and, and nobody there would no do and I think finally I think you're right what got them to come together was like oh shit you got some real so big all the people that have died Total in the troubles in seventy years, more people died on nine eleven than than that whole time. Maybe we should look into perspective here. 
you know, this is we're committing acts of terrorism against our own countrymen. And of course, back in the nineties, that we were talking about all the stuff in the nineties. You just mentioned that about uh, what was the, how the topic come up before we were recording. I, I, I don't. But they oh, had, extreme. Course, they had, you said extreme. extreme. So they had everything they had, was had, extreme in the nineties. And they had a drink. And so you were younger then too, because we we're talking about the come in a hot tub drink. Do <laughs> <laughs> remember this? Yeah. Where yeah. the hell were we when we were talking about come in a hot tub? It was the Laughlin We went to the yeah. Laughlin International Film Festival. And I said, and someone ordered a drink. I know, Vicky. Remus, thank you for directing the film. And yeah, Vicky, Vicky directed uh, and wrote and edited the Rack and Tour, the little yeah. short film that we were in that showed at the Laughlin Film Festival. And she again. she has a, a penchant for wanting to make films either with their extremely violent, and she wants to go much more violent than, than with our stuff, right? or porn. Which is awesome. <laughs> I, I love that she's like, she's like Eli Roth yeah. mixed with John Holmes. And then, it's fucking amazing. And then, so she wanted to order a drink because I was under the weather. I'm still kind of recovering a little bit of congestion here, if you can feel it out there, all you people. Um, that uh, she said, well, because we're talking about doing a hot toddy of some kind to kind of help cure my ills. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so, and she said, let's order a drink that has some kind of a, you know, a, some kind of a sex name or something like that. And I threw out, come in a hot tub. And everybody's looking at me like. We all just looked at you like you're. What in the what? What? Come in a hot tub. It's, it's a drink. Uh, no. Are you yeah, sure about that? Drink. I actually Googled it. I, yes. I had to, ooh, that got really loud. Oh. And, and, and the cum part is, um, of course, Bailey's. <laughs> right? Drops of Bailey's. I think that's what it was. Isn't that right? I like that you said the cum part. <laughs> the cum part. <laughs> You're so gross. Yeah, the cum part is, uh, cum part. <laughs> the cum part is Bailey. Yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's two, sh it's, it's two parts, uh. Uh, vodka, one part uh, white rum, which I don't know why you add rum to it, like white rum, that's stupid. And then uh, Bailey's. And then like a few drops, like five drops of Bailey's. And that, yeah, and that's coming to hot tub. It's, it looks that, like coming to hot tub. That's amazing to me though, because it's like, um, that's that's pretty strong. Yeah. That's pretty strong. So then, then back in the 90s, also talking about, they had the Irish car bomb. That was another drink. That's what I was going to bring up was the Irish yeah. car bomb is it? like I've always thought of that drink as being pretty fucking offensive because I've actually met people that were affected by quote unquote the troubles mm -hmm. now and we do have to talk about our dearly departed friend the timeout tavern which I don't know that you had too many good memories of that place uh, because it you know you just kind of I um, you're kind of a newcomer to Kingman uh, and timeout is not exactly your scene but when I lived in the neighborhood that was that was my neighborhood bar I would say I've been there uh, I, I I visited there maybe 10 times Okay. Over eight years. I probably went there 200 times. All right. In six years. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a bartender there. And a lot of you folks that are listening are going to remember Polly. Uh, Polly was from a small town just outside of Dublin. And He's actually an Irish guy. Actual Irish guy. Super cool guy. Um, just, just neat. Very interesting. Very nice guy. And uh, I actually heard someone order uh, i was there on saint patty's day because he always threw a big fucking saint patty's day party went there saint patty's day had uh they had you know drink specials and all this other shit and that was back when the timeout tavern had some good beers on tap they they kind of went downhill honestly i know exactly when it happened it was about 2009 i think is when it was 2008 or 2009 there was a shooting outside of um, outside of the timeout and it i remember was, that it, i heard about it, that yeah and it it, it it didn't nobody was shot at this guy just shot in the air because people were trying to kick the shit out of his friend. 
Okay. And it and that scared off business. And honestly, at that point, that's when Sporties went from being just a place where a bunch of old drunks hang out to being kind of a hit place to go. Um, but still with old drunks hanging out. Okay. So that and that's when that happened. That shift moved. People were looking for another dive bar to hang out, and that's kind of when the timeout just kind of just dialed back a little bit. But anyway, uh, I remember a guy walking in. Uh, just a group of guys. Hey, hey, what's up, Paul? Let me get an Irish car bomb. He goes, oh, I don't call, call them Irish car bombs on St. Patty's Day. Today we call it all the people that died on 9-11. Mm, wow. And that, I thought these guys were going, you could not, you knock those guys over with a feather. They're like, that'll bring it back home. What the yeah. fuck is that supposed to mean? He goes, do you understand what an Irish car bomb is? Friends of mine fucking died because yeah, of this. Yeah, I'm things. sure they don't even really. He got real intense. I never saw that dude get intense like that. Like, it was pretty fucking awesome to see that. I thought he was going to toss those guys out. So normally he would speak like an Irish, uh, what's the soap? Irish Spring. Irish Spring. Oh, okay. Now you like it too, or whatever. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> normally he would sound like he, that. He would sound like that. And he goes, yeah. how about we just call it all the people that died on 9-11? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was sitting at the bar drinking, having a sip of Jameson, just going... <laughs> Polly just got he's normally a very jolly kind of guy but and you knew that he got irritated when people would order Irish car bombs just because people are fucking basic and stupid like that and because but, he, he's from Ireland and I've that's, drank that's, Irish car bombs and shit and I fucking get it and those guys didn't mean any offense but they don't understand that the time the, the calling something an Irish car bomb it, that's fucking it's really fucking bad so like, and it's they would really, probably to an Irishman it's really fucking bad and they ordered it more because he was there right because he was from Ireland well, and it I'm was guessing. and it was St. Patrick's oh, Day and they, okay. it, it was yeah it was St. Patty's Day so it was like a, it was a big thing and oh god and it was like hey Paul I'm making some Irish car bombs he's like fuck you how about I make you some nine uh all the people that died on 9-11, or victims of, we call it victims of 9-11 I was like god damn it Paul you fucking savage can, can you hear my mastication um, no, I don't think so. I'm going to try this. What I'm having is plain yogurt. Plain. Nothing. Paul, Paul's on a health kick. For f- five days. And um, <laughs> Paul's doing a health cleanse for five days because <laughs> Paul's a 24-year-old white woman. Excuse me. Do you drive a Yukon? No. How's the yoga going? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. It, it's going. I did yoga on Friday again. Oh, that's good. I did. I, ju- I got I did yoga, then I went took the docks for a walk. It was great. I just I about Starbucks. I just about did the splits, and I'm not kidding. Ask the women there. Yikes. Ask them. I no, I'll talk to I'll see them in group therapy about it, I'm sure. And <laughs> so anyway, uh we don't have to talk about that because we talk about yoga way too much in this show. But anyway, so it's plain yogurt and I've thrown some plain almonds in there. They are roasted, but no salt, no nothing in there, and then some cherry tomato or some Grape tomatoes. And this actually is pretty good. This combination, believe it or not, is a savory combination, Joe. Unsweetened, yeah, unsweetened it's, yogurt. So we got uh, the tomato in there and, and the, uh, and the uh, which is not really savory. Tomatoes aren't really savory because they're, they're more sweet than savory. Do you know that you can buy, like, tzatziki, like, essentially flavored yogurt? You can just buy it. It already has the dill and the, was it mint? I don't know. And, and some, like, lemon juice. In all, yogurt all were, containers and that, like my mouth is watering just talking about that. Well, I'm just, I'm just sauce. sacrificing flavor and fun for the next week for this right now. But this is okay. This actually, I'm telling you, the almonds and plain yogurt, I don't mean vanilla, I mean just plain, and uh, these cherry tomatoes mixed up in here is actually pretty fucking tasty. All right, folks, wake up. I know you fell asleep during that yeah, whole thing. Sorry. So. Um, so I'm just wondering as no, I'm it, it. It's interesting. You it, can hear me. When you talk about nobody can hear the change in your voice, it's not a problem. Stop worrying about it. Okay. It's no big deal. It's interesting when people don't realize that uh, certain flavors will go together. It's like the first time I ever had like uh, like candy bacon. 
Oh yeah, sweet and salty goes together and always has gone together. It just for whatever reason that was like a that was like it's a, like chocolate pretzels. It's like a yes, chocolate pretzels. <clears throat> uh, it's like a red letter day in Joe Feller's history was when I discovered candy bacon. So then I just went fucking nuts and uh, started looking at well, what else? What other things can I fuck around with? And that's actually when I started getting into roasting like tomatoes. Because they get really, really sweet on the outside, oh, yeah. and then you salt the fuck out of them, and they're just, oh, my God. My That's friend, a good um, dinner. I asked my friend George back in Atlanta why he cooks. I mean, he cooks very, very well, as you know. and um, To get chicks? This is years ago. It wasn't. It was like, for some reason, he, he didn't like the way his mother cooked very much. He was growing up in high school, junior high school, whatever, and he, he just knew that there was possibly better flavors out there. They went out to eat a fair bit. Just never like just hate the way that food tasted because it's got to be better than this. And he just on his own started screwing around when he was in high school, sixteen years old, whatever. And ever since then, that's it. He just that's does pretty it cool. All the time the best, the best Rosetta, Ro, Rosetta. Who's Rosetta? Is that your was like that your Rosetta family? Stone. Your Ro, fa- Rosetta. What the fuck is that rice shit? Ros- Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone was was is an ancient tablet that had several like, different languages know, on there that, that allowed us really to translate good. Egyptian hieroglyphics. I got, it. I got another Rosetta. I, the Ro- I'm Ros- waiting. Rosetti, Rosetta. I'm waiting for you to come to it because I've already got it. I have. I, it as soon I know as you, said you do. Yeah, kind of creamy with broth. Uh, it should yeah. just be. You know, uh, Tyson told me one time. He goes, uh, "It's not seasoned with anything other than the sweat from your brow because that's how that's how intensive it is to make it." Yeah, it, it is very difficult. He risotto. was explaining risotto. Thank you. And um, I was like Phil Risotto. Rizzuto. Phil Rerudo. <laughs> Phil Rerudo. <laughs> anyway, the best. The, 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 oh, that reminds me. I tried the best to meals watch. I've had okay. were from him. Yeah. At his home. Yes. He would make, you know, he would make tortillas. He would make the corn meal yeah. and all that stuff and had this sortito flattener. Press tortilla. Thank you. Tortilla press <laughs> flattener. Flattener. Are you okay? Yeah. No. Press. I'm not. Oh, uh, the shameless uh, shout out to Portia. Oh, yeah. Hi. She wanted me to Sorry, say something. Her. Yeah. What, uh, she- also, we should uh, definitely thank uh, uh, Marty and Vicki McLean for having us out to Lobster, Lobster Fest. Lobster uh, Fest. God damn, what a blast. It's really good. Let me tell you, I haven't seen Paul in full relaxation mode in a very long time. I forgot how funny it is. I. I, I knew I was going I was going to commit because I was going out there and I wasn't going to come back until the next day. I was going out there. So I knew I wasn't going to be dealing with anything or anybody else so right. going out there. And I'm pretty sure I was rather demanding when I got there because I wanted my chair and Where's booze my fucking chair? Where's booze. the goddamn booze? Where's my mixer? <laughs> and that those are the three things that you got that you you like I barely had my truck stop shut yeah. off. <laughs> before you had the door open and you were walking out, you're getting digging around the cooler. I was like, hey, can we just say hi to the people in camp first? <laughs> no, God damn it. I'm, gonna, I'm making a fucking I wanna, cocktail. I want to sit down right there and make a cocktail and just start drinking right now. And within an hour. Yeah. He was like, ah, the Gaines train, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> almost. It was almost it like that. that bad. It was close. But yeah, but thanks to them again for doing their lot. And they say this is their last one, but they've always said that every single year. So who knows what's going to happen? That lobster fest was more fun than I'd had in forever. That day, remember that morning we we out? flew over them. Yeah, we were. Uh, we came. <laughs> that was that was an intense experience. Oh, you've never done anything like that. I've never done anything no. like that. I'd heard you talk about doing it, 
uh, like I guess you you guys uh, buzzed real low over the road there in Peach Springs before. I think uh, I think Tim was in the plane with you. Yeah, there was a side road. It wasn't 66. It was a side road, and and you you can do this legally. There are certain restrictions. I'm not gonna get into all the FARs, but but yeah, we were basically out there in the middle of nowhere over there. Yeah, we didn't go directly over their home. We went off to the side of it, and you can go. Well, the first thing we did was we. I was texting with Lisa. Oh yeah, I remember I, I was texting I with Lisa, that, yeah. I was, and she said, "Yeah, we're headed out there right now." I said, "We're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna go for a flight." You know, Paul's last day of being legal before his, he has to go get his medical exam and all that. We're gonna go for a flight. Let's do it. And we're, uh, where are you? Oh, we're on the dirt road on the way out there. Look for us. So then I told you that, and you're like, "Look for us." Oh, I see dust. Out. Only one dust, big trail, and I went. That's a big old silver truck. I think it was silver truck, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's them. That's them. And just went, they, they stopped and Lisa got out and tried and to get a picture, but we were gone. I was like laughing so hard and having such a good time. And then we flew, you know, over toward the mountains and flew over Lobster Fest, which was really fucking badass. Excuse me. That was a, that was, that was really neat. It was a, and then we get out there and you get into party mode. Jesus Christ. Like, the only way that that day could have gotten any better is if we would have actually landed out there and just showed up and said, oh, yeah. all right, motherfuckers, who wants to go for a plane ride? That's kind of why I wanted a, uh, yeah, if I get a Satarbia, you know, you can have one of these. Yeah, when you could, we, we could have done it out there. Could have landed out there with big Tundra tires and much slower late takeoff and landing speeds, and we could have done it. That have been cool. Oh, man. And then we flew over because you wanted to go over the um, the um, uh, Red Lake, the Red Lake uh, farming stuff, yeah. I, which I had not seen from the air. I'd seen pictures, but I'd never actually been over there. What a colossal waste of resources jesus christ it's getting it's, bigger and bigger it's, too it's but horrible the only fun thing about it was we zoomed around if you remember we now there's nobody out there so we went right on the deck and I, said, uh, I said this is how it was in germany when they were at the end of the war and we're trying were to shoot, shoot like trains and shit turn this way how far how 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 close to the ground were we when we got way out in the middle of nowhere at the lowest point we were probably 50 feet <laughs> You know, I knew that my ass puckered but, up a but little I, bit, but, I, but that was only at one turn and kind of going a little bit lower and then turning back up. But it was only at one point, and I knew there were no wires out there or any structures or any people at that in that one area. So it was that was totally legal, completely legal. The FAA considers it if you want to go out there and kill yourself, that's fine. That's fine. That's why I've yeah. never understood helmet laws. Now I always wear a helmet when I'm on a motorcycle. Always, 100 percent of the time. Grandma was an ER nurse. My mother's ghost will haunt me for life. My mom would probably sacrifice herself to come and find me in the afterlife if I died in a motorcycle accident because I didn't wear a helmet. However, if you want to be road meat, fine. I don't give a shit. I have an argument with that, which I don't really agree with. But Because my friend George, again, talking about him, he said, yeah, but what if you have health insurance, and um, you do, and you spatter your bean. Now you've got to be in the hospital for ever. And in, in his theory was to be played the devil's advocate was that all insurance rates go up slightly across the board because because you, you decided not to wear a helmet. Yeah, I would posit the argument that if you looked at the statistical data, I'm almost 100 percent certain that that is less than one one thousandth of a percent. OK, because most mo- motorcyclists that are not wearing a helmet that that crash at a speed of uh, above probably 45 miles an hour die. Right. Dead, dead, DOA. Like they're fucking, where the, as the my paramedic friends call it, DRT. That guy is DRT. He's dead right there. Yeah, I, I, I saw, now you say that, I saw a DRT after a movie. I uh, was in high school um, on a date, and we were driving back down this steep road. Kind of this, it was Highway 41. Remember the uh, Gamblin' Man? Lord, I was born again, man. It was oh, uh, down on Highway Brothers. 41. Yeah, that was yeah, 41. Really? Yeah, so anyway. Huh. Um, and this dude, 
it was kind of a steep, kind of a wide highway, but kind of a steep section. And there were cops, you know, lights were going and we were driving by and they were vectoring us around them. And you glance over and there was this dude, he was, he had a helmet, but his, the way his body was twisted one way and his head was twisted the other way. Oh, I mean, it, we, we drove right by him. I mean, they, it, this has just happened moment. They didn't even cover him up yet or anything like that. And it was like, holy, that motherfucker's dead. Paul, Yikes. His name was Paulo. Paul and Paula. Isn't that, we talked about that before? Yeah. Yes, we've talked about yeah. Paul and Paula, yeah. which is just so goddamn precious. <laughs> Grossly. Yuck. What is she up to these days? Uh, 225? It'll, more, oh, more, than, more than that. That's not, I, I actually saw her after we quit dating. And, easy. Be no, nice I, I did. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway... Cartoon so yeah, we casual saw, supports big girls too. Remember, saw that we do saw this dead guy right there. It was right. Oh, and it was steep enough, and it was you could see that the blood was still kind of moving. Wow. Yeah, going slightly downhill. That's how nasty it things was. got dark. Things got dark. Sorry about that, people. No, nah, it's fine. So we talk about riding motorcycles and what are we? T- oh, it's the FAA's rules, and if you want to kill yourself, go so do it. Getting, yeah, they, if you want to get out in the middle of nowhere and there's really no structures around, there's no people around, you want to kill yourself or whoever's in your plane, then fine. Yeah, and that's actually that was a thought that went through my head because we all have those weird fleeting thoughts. Uh, that I was like, if I died right now, I think I'd be kind of okay with it. Like I wouldn't leave a lot of money or anything behind. Porsche would get a Ford Ranger and no debt. <laughs> and like a couple hundred grand from life insurance. But other than that, and then she'd be able to say, uh, like, oh, God, I heard your dad died. What happened? Plane crash. Your dad died in a plane crash? Was it like like terrorists? No. Uh, Paul was just flying too low. <laughs> Out by Red Lake <laughs> and asshole. crashed. Yeah. yeah. Now, now normally, what would, would have happened the if cartoon it, casual, the cartoon casual podcast just ended right went then. up in flames right there. The day the talking died. The day the... the casual died <laughs> fuck that's fucking terrible that's so dark that's, i know but you have those thoughts I mean, no you a, do a, no, a, and everything you do yeah. has risk and and flying in a small airplane is more risky than just sitting here it's more people think it's safer than than driving that's not true flying in a small airplane is less safe than driving fewer, flying is it fewer fewer safe? fewer safe it's fewer safe Fly, flying in a large aircraft like a commercial jet is much safer than driving yes Period. Because they're maintained better. Their safety regulations are far more stringent. Right. Your pilots are way, way more trained. Right. And and so so the deal is, if you're out there smarting around, and the worst that would have happened in my mind, because you always kind of think of the worst case scenario of what could go wrong, and it would be an engine failure at low altitude, in which case we were hauling ass. So what you do is you pull up and just to gain altitude. Now, now you're putting money in the bank, as they say. No, in your yep. wallet. That's what they say when you're flying. It's Airspeed is money in your wallet. Altitude is money in the bank. That makes sense, yeah. So you, like you can use airspeed immediately. So down, down low and engine quit airspeed, you can pull up immediately. Now you've exchanged airspeed for altitude. You've taken that stuff out of your wallet and put you it put into it in the, the bank. bank. And now you're up higher. Now we can look around where we're going to land this thing. You, now it's a glider. but At but, that point, a very yeah. heavy, very inefficient glider. Yeah, but you can still land. And then the worst that would happen then, which would kind of suck. Come on, we'd even talk about this. Would be if it was really squishy farmland, if it just got plowed and it's watery or it's really soft. And yeah. And you hit it just wrong, or thing, or, or you hit something. You could you could go slow and then rump, flip over, flip over, or or a cartwheel. Right. Um, Neither so one would be optimal. It wouldn't be optimal, but it would probably have been very survivable. And then we would have missed the lobster fest. Oh, I wouldn't have missed the lobster fest. We yeah. would have figured out a way to get there. All right. I would have called some people because you got a guy. I got a guy. So anyway, so uh, we did that and then landed and then got in, in your truck and then drove out there and that was it. That was Lobster Fest. You want to talk about a journey to get out there. It was only seven miles or six six miles or something from pavement. Right. But that first mile is like driving through. Uh, anyway, it was that was the finest dust I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. 
I've never, I didn't know that that stuff existed. It, I didn't know that existed in nature. It seemed like it had the t- consistency of like, like talcum powder. It was like, it's I, like brown cocaine. It was like, it's like brown cocaine. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Brocaine. Brocaine. Anyway, actually that's what we should call meth from now on is brocaine. So hey, bro? hey, I have a question. Yeah. Um, did you put the timer on? Yep. Okay. Why are you worried about time? We're talking. We're having a conversation here. Why do you got to tell people about the timer? I love you, Joe. Paul has to go to city council meeting because he's fucking Batman without a mask. I'll wear a mask and, if you and want me to. He's like, please don't wear a mask to city council. <laughs> You'll end up like that fucking the, you know that that uh, guy that always runs for like he's in he, he he's run for president. Oh, he, he's run for like mayor what, of. He doesn't wear a Batman though, does he? No, but he wears fucking ha- weird hats and shit like that, or like he wears a. I think the. He wore like a boot on his head, like a ru- like a rubber boot as his hat. I think there's a guy in um, Bisbee, and I'm gonna fuck up the fruit. I but I'm I'm not gonna fuck the fruit up. Don't fuck up the fruit, and don't fuck the fruit either. <laughs> you know, hey, don't. Well, okay, it's not it's not that fruit can't say no. That's not fucking right, Paul. <laughs> I was thinking more of a chemical thing, like if it was if it had pesticides on it, you wouldn't want to. Oh yeah, you're only you're only into banging organic fruit. Was that it? Certified organic. <laughs> Gotta go, gotta go hippie. Yeah, when you're gonna nothing bang like fruit. small, expensive avocados, I guess. <laughs> you're gonna. So apparently, there's a guy in Bisbee that shows up at every city council meeting, who I believe wears like a banana suit, like like a suit with bananas on no, it. No, no, not not like multiple bananas. Like I think like he is. He, is a banana. he dresses as a banana, and I okay. think the fruit is correct. And but I but also this person may be a city council member. Bananas a bean, by the way. But go on. Is it really? Yeah, it's not a fruit. Huh. I don't think so. Seeds are on the inside. They are. But it's also inside. And they're very small it's, it's seeds. It's also inside a pod. They're tiny seeds. It's inside a pod. And the, pod, the, pod, the pod is the skin? The pod. Yeah. That's the, the pod. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And it grows in clusters. Which beans do. Yeah. The legumes. Hmm. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to do any learning today. I, I feel like I'm, I now have to look it up. Okay, go on. You were saying. So, right, so, so apparently, so you're talking about showing up. Like, if I were to show up in a Batman mask or something, that wouldn't be near as bad as the guy in Bisbee. Of course, Bisbee's more of a funky town, I understand. You know, it's kind of a weird, kind of hippie, yeah, kind of a cool, fun-ish, you know. Probably have a lot more fun people there than they do in Kingman showing up to city council meetings. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm just saying a little more laid back, that kind of thing. Uh, excuse me. It's a berry. Oh. It's a it's a berry. Proceed. Sorry. Berry. Banana, banana. Marvin Berry. Marvin Berry. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> so Saturday night after you ditched me at the Rude 66 Fest, I'm which so was a fucking sorry. We're supposed to talk about that too. Which was a fucking blast. Rude 66 Fest was a blast. You wouldn't know because you ditched me. I didn't ditch you. Yes, you did. You ditched me to hang out with your new friends at the. I don't, the, I don't fu- have the, any new friends at the fucking wine off. The, what is it? The off the rails. Off wine the rails fest? wine thing. A yeah. Wine fest slash con- concentration camp. And they, it, they were, because <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I I do hate those regulations. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't understand bad. why they had to have fencing up, and they didn't have to have it at, like at Metcalf for Oktoberfest. I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's there's some physical barriers, and there's only like three entrances to Metcalf Park. Maybe that's what it is. That could be it. That's a good question. But you though. can just do. I, I don't anyway. understand. I, I so I'm sure somebody. I, I'm sure Tim could explain that because he knows he knows those alcohol laws a lot better than I do. But it it was terrible. It looked awful. They had locomotive park park all chained off. They're just. It looked like a concentration camp for, 
um, 45 to 65 year old white women who are just talking about how much they love their Chardonnay. I will say this, that I think somebody has to do with controlling the people coming in and out because like, it's a paid event. So somebody oh. has to do that. I think, but that's still unfortunate because I talked to someone about the fencing there. Um, and I said, yeah, this looks so bad and cheap, whatever. And they said, well, it's not. It's like 1500 bucks just to rent that fence. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's super expensive. Yeah. And it's a lot of, fa- and then I started looking at it. That's a lot of feet. It is. Get a lot of feet around yeah. there. I'm going, yeah. fuck, is there any other options? Can There's you probably do- a quarter mile worth all the way around it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. So would there be another, I'd like to know what the regulation actually says. If it's a certain height, if it's a certain type of fence or whatever. The, I hate what the barrier regulations. is. I don't know. I hate these regulations. But anyway. But, yeah, I'm sorry. After I got. I so went I went home. there. was going to meet you at. Yeah. Meet and you then at, you got drunk instead. I, I didn't get drunk, but it was fun. And there were people there I wanted to hang out with. That sounded wrong. Joe. Yeah, no, this I'm, is, I'm really. You're sorry. not doing my <laughs> feelings any any jobs now. So really sounded. Anyway, bad. after I went somewhere and 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 you know got stood up uh, and looked sad. I so I, I, I shit you not. I, I spent like 30, 35 minutes and didn't talk to a single person. Because because you weren't there. Am I good at this guilt thing or what? I'm so sorry. Shout out to mom for teaching me how to use guilt. I feel like I'm Jewish. Anyway, you are Jewish. You never talk to me. You never All called. I'm saying is you can't get a good bagel in Germany. <laughs> and whose fault is that? <laughs> so fucking terrible. Taste the soup. <laughs> Aha. Like there's all these terrible fucking Jewish jokes oh, coming to mind anyway. So you were there by yourself. I stood you up. Yep. They started shutting down. They had to shut down early. You, they had to it, shut down early, and I, I they, noise. It's not that they shut down. It's early in my mind. It's early. I don't. It's not like somebody came and said, "Oh, you boys are just oh yeah, no, all just too darn loud." They didn't, which is funny because that's another reference. What I was going to. I, I went home. Back to the Future. Yeah, I went home and watched the Back to the Future trilogy that night. It's a I fucking funny. All, it's it, a funny movie, and I catch something different every time I watch it. But anyway, Lorraine, um, you're my density. You're my density. <laughs> I mean, Destiny. Destiny. And how fucking weird is Crispin Glover? I mean, oh, that dude. he is fucking out there. Have you ever I seen mean, him interviewed he, or seen him? On Letterman. No, he's, the Letterman he interview is weird. Is a, he, he is a weirdo. Yes. Now I can tell you he's got, in fact, I might have to throw this in for our break music because this alarm's going to go. Hey. Oh, yes. speaking of which. I, 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 Crispin Glover has an album out there and uh, he has a couple albums. Uh, so you guys listen to some Crispin Glover and Cartoon it, But it's a good, It's a good stuff? It's pretty. It's pretty fucking out there. Okay. I, oh, it's out there. Stuff. It's out there, but it's it's still pretty cool. Like David he, Byrne, kind of out there he, and stuff, or not as good as David Byrne, but out there. Um, David Byrne mixed with David Lynch. How's that? Oh, okay. So it's fucked up. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll be back with more cartoon casual. Women are sweet and girls are honey, but beat your meat and save your money. I'm an awful manipulator. I play with myself. I'm a masturbator. I strut on by the corner hall and walk into the grocery store. These lit pages of their magazine are accompanied by their Vaseline. The lubrication is for masturbation. It's high time for a celebration. I'm a cool operator. 
Touching my tool. I'm in awe. If you later, I'll play with myself. I'm a master beater. I'm so happy that I be a man. So I got the whole world in my hands. I got the whole world in my hands. I'm a happy man. I be a man. I'm in awe. If you later, I'll play with myself. I'm a master beater. Awe. If you later, Button has been hit. Hit the button. Oh, just smack that button up. So let's talk about uh, the film festival. Or it took me on blood pressure again. It was not not bad. Paul and his blood pressure. Oh, oh so the deal yeah. is everybody is waiting in pins and needles. Nobody on... cares about your blood pressure, Paul. Oh, well, the, the fact Actually, here... some people have expressed that they... Well, uh, they don't care about it's it. It's not that they don't care. They express their concern. Okay. But also, were they, uh, mostly... Were they female? Yes. Were they attractive? They're related to me. Oh, so well, she's attractive. Stop. I'm not. I'm just. I was wanting some sympathetic. Always, always with this shit. You always walk into this fucking. Into I this always mess. walk into it's your always, daughter. You know, you always walk into this fucking mess. You've said this shit before. It's so fucking funny. Okay. So people have expressed. Okay. So, but here's the deal. So I've been changing my diet lately. Lost a fair bit of weight the last number of months, actually, and it's still elevated. Still above the minimums. Uh, or maximum, excuse me, that the FAA will allow. And um, it was. It was. And then I said, I know that every time I exercise, like do cardio, like like run, jogging is the answer for me. I haven't done that. I've done a lot of yoga lately and done some bicycling and things like that, but I haven't done the the jogging, which is more stressful, whatever. Just did a mile. I, just, I, I clocked it out, did a mile, came back, and what was my best number? Like 124 over 83. Yeah. 
Which just is like fine. that. And I fine. checked it. How many times have I checked it since that first time? Five, four, six? Four or five times since. Yeah. yeah. And it's still high. What was it now? It was a little bit 135 elevated. 135 over 90-something, which 90. is still not that over, bad. I mean, 90, it is yeah. slightly elevated from textbook. But, but that was two hours ago. But it's not 171 over 114 like it was. Right. Like you were all strokey like you were yesterday. <laughs> It's not. I mean, I, but I, I told you this. We talked about this. That's a, that's a, that is not a. That's a s- symptom of. It, it's just stress. It's yes. all it is, Paul. We yeah, all I know. know. I know who you are and what you're about. All bearing, all bearing, Paul. Fucking Paul bears. Goddamn Batman over here. All right. So so, but, but talking anyway, about that, I, I was sick on Friday. I was sick last week. Pretty damn sick. You were sick as a fucking dog. You were such a candy ass when you're sick. You know that? I'm, I'm not. I was sick. I don't fake it. I'm kidding. You're stoic. No, you're you're like me. Like when you get sick, you just kind of sequester yourself. You stay away. Right. I th- I personally personally I think just from based on your symptoms, I think you had strep throat. Really? Yep. All right. So what happened though was this was the Laughlin National Film Festival, which was a little short little movie incorporating our podcast was used. And we've been planning on going down there for months. Months. And um, it was like pulling teeth. I, I straight up had to. I think I think at one point I just told Tim. He said, hey, have you got anybody uh, to work for you on October 14th? This is like back in August. I said, no, but you can just plan on me not being here. And he I don't, he didn't know how to take that. And I said, <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a short film that's in the Laughlin International Film Festival. I'm not missing that. Yeah. And I don't know when that film's going to show, but I can tell you right now, it's not going to be in the evening on the Saturday of a film festival because it's just a short film. It's nothing nuts. Right. So it's not some some crazy popular thing. It's just a, it's like a yeah. f- six-minute video. So, but, but anyway, I was, like, I was sick and I was going all my fucking teeth trying to find like coverage and yeah. you've got your business. You can basically shut it down, do whatever you want. But I like I had two different jobs. I had to make sure I had time off from all this other shit. And then like the Wednesday before you're just like, I'm sick. Yeah, no, I was not. Paul's happy. got a boo boo. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I skid my knee, skinned my knee. Paul pooped his pants and now he can't go out tonight. <laughs> so I was like. Holy shit. I can't believe I, I can't miss this thing somehow. So I'd already been sick for a couple of days. So I was getting advice from various people on what to do. And one of them involved some Czechoslovakian liquor. Hungarian. Hungarian. Thank you. And uh, which and makes perfect sense because I, I don't know, man, like I there's this stuff that uh, Tyson bought years ago. That's a, a like an after dinner drink, like a German thing called. Uh, fuck, I think it's Bam- Bamberg. I've got, I have two bottle, little tiny bottles of it at the house. And I'll tell you what, if you overeat or like overindulge and you're just sitting there like, oh, I feel like garbage and you drink this one, it's not even a full shot. It's like a quarter of a shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's probably 150 mLs. Like it's not very much. You drink this stuff and yeah, it's very herbal and like whatnot. It's green. It has like some licorice and all this, all these different flavors. I'm not even joking, man. Within probably 10 or 15 minutes, I felt like I could eat another meal. Yeah, I remember seeing There's things like this. Sh- shit I, out there. I, like I, that. I probably saw that or something similar to it over in, in, in Germany and other parts of Europe where it's kind of a normal thing. People have a have a, a large meal of some kind, and then they have an after-dinner after schnapps you know, or it's whatever. It's 100% true. Yeah, yeah and, and it does help in uh, digestion. And so, so you were, you know, you took time off, which was not easy to do. And I was sick. I'm like, motherfuck. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. I, I maybe I have to go in there tomorrow and watch it, then come back. And if I'm still sick and I started thinking about it more and more, I said, I've got a rally. I've got to, Joe has the time off. We were going to get a room down there because Joe wanted to see my ass again. And right. That's, that's absolutely one of the main reasons. Okay. And, um, so 
but so I started doing this, did a kombucha stuff, started pounding down vitamin C and I did start to feel a little bit, a little bit better. And I went, okay, I'm just going to psych my way through it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get up I'm gonna do some stuff. I'm going to pack a easy bag, overnight bag, couple jackets, stuff like that. I'm just going to go down there and I can, they have this big party. It was a big party they're having for all the film festival people down there at Pints Brewery. Yep. And I didn't want to really miss that because they were doing these photo fun things, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so we did all that. I had a decent meal. I was really hungry. I hadn't eaten anything in a couple of days. And uh, then I had a, um, you, you, you bought me, a, yeah, no, but you bought me a, uh, it was some uh, black tea and a shot of uh, something. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, as I went over to Tracy, he's like my, one of my favorite bartenders there at, at Pines. He's just a good dude in general. And I said, hey man, my friend over there is just not feeling well. He's a sore throat and all that. He's like, dude, I got you. I, I, I'll, I'll be right back. He actually didn't have hot water behind the bar. He had to leave and go into the kitchen and get hot water to make the tea that's and then grab some convenient. honey. You know, it's like not, they would have. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? A bar and a casino in the that's brewery, it, like in the brewery is not going to, it's it, most people to go in there and go, brr, I'd like a hot toddy in Laughlin. Well, not like in, in Sane, France or something. Yeah, like you're not, it's not in fucking Switzerland or something like that. This isn't, <laughs> right. you, it's not, this is not uh, après ski. Like you, <laughs> it, it's Laughlin. Right. Anyway, so yeah, and he just, he made you that it, it, was, it, it was it was it was black tea with with a lemon and, honey, and honey. honey and then a side of uh, uh, Captain Morgan. Yeah, and a, that actually it really did make me feel better. And it wasn't like the alcohol necessarily, but it was for sure the throat stuff. And I'm like, I'll just sit here and relax. And I felt better. I definitely felt better the next morning, which was the Saturday morning. That was the day of the of the premiere. Yeah. Oh God, how cool was that to see our heads on the screen? Yeah, we had nine films in our category, and. Um, Granted, there were some local people there for sure, but we, it was very well received. There was a lot of people laughing. They thought it was funny. It was a murder thing, but it was funny. We were, it was so strange. It was, and like I said, I, I kind of anticipated that feeling. Uh, like you said, you were kind of anxious beforehand. Just a little bit. I didn't get a little anxious until like right as the movie, as when soon said, as it said Raconteur, like the title card came up. I was like, oh, fuck, man. I can't remember all. I was like in my brain trying to think about how much we're actually in the film, and we're actually in it quite a bit. Yeah, more and, than everybody else. Yeah, more yeah. than everybody else because we're narrating it. And the first and, line is from you, which is, and that's why lesbians make the best friends. I'm pretty sure that's the line. And they cut, she cut the, the first three minutes before that. Yeah. And that's why lesbians make uh, such good friends. It, but it's true. I, I, stand, yeah. I still stand by that. I do too. Uh, and uh, at least to straight males anyway. Yeah. Because they'll give you female perspective. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we watched the film, and then afterwards they did. It was really neat to do the filmmaker Q and A. There was a one nerdy guy that like sitting in front of us that goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." So one the one guy made the the what was it called string. It's like a nineteen fifties film noir film noir kind of thing. He goes, uh, "Yeah, would you film that that with what kind of camera? Like, what kind of camera did you film it with? Oh, it was a red. Yeah, which model? Uh, I don't know, Dragon, I think." <laughs> Uh, what resolution? We filmed it in six <laughs> K. I put it. We put it. Laid it down in two K after resolution or after uh, post production. So was that color palette done post production? I was just like, <laughs> it's going on and on. It's like this guy's like trying to get free film. I think yes. he's trying to get a free film education. Yes. From this poor guy, the guy who, who wasn't more than 22, 23 years old. Yeah, like they this, were from a university or somewhere, I think. Yeah, I think they were yeah. UCLA film school. Yeah. And that, like he was, I, I, I briefly talked to the, that, the filmmaker for, for that movie, the little short afterward, as we were, as I was walking out into the, you know, the lobby area, I was like, hey man, I really dug that film. I thought that was really cool. It was incredibly well done. And he goes, uh, you were in the thing. And I was like, yeah, that was, that was me and my buddy. We do a 
podcast. I gave him a sticker. Oh, cool. So uh, anyway, so, and I, I, so is this for film school? He goes, yeah, it's film school thing, LA, LA blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Well done. And it's for a master. It's like a master's thesis. It says to do a short film okay. like that. And it has to be a specific category is what he said. But anyway, huh. yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was yeah. really neat. It was really neat to see that. And then we, we you know, before we got to the uh, festival a little early, before the uh, prim- our, the premiere that we were in, and watched the music video and experimental short film. Yes. Category. Uh, category. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, somewhere rather experimental. Fucking wait, 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 <laughs> that wait, was, three, was, wait, two, That started cracking me wait. up early. So I'm not from a big city, and I'm not used to hearing the <laughs> the the crosswalks for the blind. Yes. And all this movie was was some like this little short film. It was it wasn't only it was two minutes long maybe. But it went through daylight, night. It was just somebody standing in one at place a crosswalk, filming at the crosswalk, and people are walking by, and then you hear. I think it was malfunctioning because I don't think that they're supposed to sound like that. No, no, I think you're. I don't think they edited that either. I think that's what it was doing. I, and so I think somebody was walking by, going, "That's funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record this." So they just recorded this, uh, uh, you know, for the sight impaired, stop like walk the, sign, uh, stop sign, or stop light, light thing for the you know sight uh, visually like impaired. walk or stop or wait, and, and then the, you know. it, but it would go wait, 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 wait the whole time that it was read. Wait, 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 <laughs> and then it would go three. Wait, 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 two. Wait, 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 two. Wait, wait, and I was I. It took me the first minute to realize what the fuck was going on. Paul sitting next to me. Dude, I started you're, laughing. Dude, you're dying laughing. I, I almost really laughed though. And I was I, laughing a lot, but I, if I felt better because I started to feel bad again on Saturday, I almost just lost it. I really did. Then I, I looked over, and I'm like, what the fuck is he laughing? Why is this so funny? <laughs> this is funny. And then I, I saw the lights changing course, but I'm like, oh, that's what it is. It's for fucking blind people. God yeah. damn it. And that's when I lost it. I thought that was that was I thought that was funny that somebody turned that into a short film and yeah. then in turn submitted it to the film festival. Yeah. Well, what's really interesting though for me is that, and you, we talked about this, because people make these films throughout the year and they probably just submit them in you know, electronically and just don't show up because right. there were, it was you and I, and then two other dudes that looked like they were actually from somewhere kind of watching, kind of checking things out to see if there was something that was worth buying into. Maybe it looked like they were a little more serious than we were. And then it was like a chick or something. There was like five people in this whole theater yeah. watching these seven or eight short films that we did only like five people for that. Yeah. Chunk. For, for, for that, for the, like the experimental music video thing. Yeah. For the, our uh, thing, it was a lot more full. The, the oh short yeah, film, that, yeah yeah there was a lot of people in that theater and that was I thought it was really cool that they have it at an actual movie theater and you know half the places rented out there was a uh, oh damn it I forgot I ended up erasing the note after I downloaded their music and I actually paid for it folks I did I don't and a lot of you people know how uh, how cheap I am uh, and I I mean I, I pay for streaming services now but as a whole, I typically don't download music uh, and pay for it. Just haven't forever sure. for years. I just well, never did because it was. Fucking you're the expensive. only one that does that. So clearly, I'm the only pirate out there. Yeah, but I paid these ladies uh, some some money, and it was the god damn it, Cherry Darlings, Cherry Cherry, yeah, Cherry something, and they had a really really cool video, a music video that I just I thought was incredibly well done. It was the people that were kind of they just really good, like just good in like. <sighs> Chick indie rock, yeah, I loved it. That's with a, what it was with a, yep. with a male drummer, and I just, I just like it. Just hit me. I was like, these are really good. This is, this is. Good. It was good music, yeah. Good music. Good. Did you notice what happened in the very beginning of that that video though? I don't remember. Did you see Did that her t- her titty fell out? 
she she was like uh, maybe she's, I was singing, she's singing and then at one point she walks over the couch and as she's singing she like falls down on the couch and one boob fell out wow and it was just a split second and i was like did anybody i wonder if anybody else, i looked around you know there's only five people in the theater and i don't think anybody else noticed that yeah here's my thing i wonder if she knows that probably now maybe I'm sure she's seen the video. Well, it's like the episode of Seinfeld. You remember when Elaine got the uh, uh, the Christmas cards made with a picture of her? Oh, yeah. And her nipple was hanging yes, out, yeah. and nobody, like the photographer, didn't tell her. She sent out all these Christmas <laughs> cards to family and friends. It was like 200 Christmas cards, and then Jerry takes one look and goes, "You know your boot, your uh, or you know your yes, nipples." For two seconds, he saw yeah, it. And he yeah. goes, oh, "Your nipples hanging out." You know, have you sent this out to anybody? And she goes, "What? <laughs> you sent them out to everybody. You're the last person. I'm hand delivering it." And he goes, "Why am I the last one?" <laughs> the typical fucking Seinfeld bullshit. What anyway, does that mean? Crazy. But why would you have a nipple? Why would you send? Why wouldn't you look at it? Why would you do that? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. The film festival was a really neat experience, and now I just want to go to more. I'd been to a few, like I went to the ASU. They have a small, like, I, I like for example, do, if something yeah. like that were around once a week, I'd probably go to. Hey, let's go there for an hour and check out some stuff. Shit, yeah, absolutely. it'd be a lot of fun. You never know when you're gonna kind of kick over something, you know? Like it's yeah. like the. Uh, um, uh, well, Julie and I were talking about this a while back, and she asked me. She goes. I remember I said I saw Napoleon Dynamite in the theater, and she goes, "How did you see Napo- <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite in the theater?" I saw it at a like a film festival in Phoenix. That's how I heard of it. I I saw it there, and then like maybe I don't know six or eight months later, I had one of uh, my friends, uh, Kaylee, said, "Hey, you should check out this movie," and brought it over. And I said, "Oh, it's Napoleon Dynamite. That's that's cool." You don't, you don't talk about this. Paul's go gonna. Paul's, yeah, well, uh, you don't have to. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, gonna check his it. blood pressure again. See where it's at. See where it's at. Yeah, go ahead. So watch, and I and I said, "Oh, I've seen this." And she goes, "How the hell could you have seen this?" And I said, "I saw it like my buddy John down in Phoenix went to. I watched it at Gamage Auditorium, and uh, so I'm you know explaining that to Julie. And she goes, "That's nuts. How did you do that?" I said, "It's just one of those accidental things." I I my buddy said he was going to a film festival because one of his friends is a film student. He said you should come and check it out. So in the afternoon we watched shorts, and then that night there were like three feature length films, and one of them was Napoleon Dynamite. It was fucking awesome. It was cool to see that. In like, I don't know, late 2002, early 2003. I'm trying to think of where I saw it. I, I, I Kaylee didn't even bring it, like the DVD to me until probably... I know I was working at Frontier, so it had to have been after August of 2003 because that's when I started working at Frontier. So it had to have been after that because and earlier that year or like around... Because it was around Christmas or New Year's when we went to Phoenix and and or went to Tempe and, 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 and I ended up seeing it. But so yeah, anyway, you never know what kind of cool thing you might accidentally see uh that later on could be something huge or like the well like the people that um 137 over 83 yeah there you go yeah all right not bad again it's slowly creeping up and what's the limit 155 155 over 95 yeah anyway anyway go ahead yeah so that's yeah we saw that yeah yeah then we saw the one that won. We're like, well, okay, we get it. No, the one but that won was, sour grapes. Was, right no, now. there's shit. No, there's no sour grapes whatsoever. It was yeah. really cool to see people that I personally know making art, and I, I just, I absolutely love that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool seeing several movies up there that were filmed in Kingman. We could say, oh yeah, there's that, there's this, there's that. It was really neat. And eventually, yeah. we're gonna, you know, Vicky's gonna <clears throat> um, give us. 
either a Dropbox link or something like that. To, oh yeah, she was supposed to already do it. that, wasn't she? Yeah. I guess that didn't happen yet. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep harassing her every day, once or twice okay. a day, okay, until I get it. So then I'll what I'll do is I'll upload it <clears throat> and then uh, put it out there for everybody to watch because it's only like a five five and a half minutes yeah. or something like six. Where minutes. are we gonna put it out? I don't on, know. I, everywhere. Could, I'm could it go on our Could it go on our website? I don't um, see why not? Yeah, we could definitely we could embed it. Yeah, we, yeah, we could. And that's what Vicky, because Vicky, excuse me, uh, not Vicky, um, Katrina. Yeah, she would since he did the website, she would know how to probably embed that. Yep, I'm guessing. We'll just make her do it, and then we could do it somehow on the. Where else could we do it? Um, uh, the Facebook. Oh yeah, I heard about that. You heard about that. <laughs> but uh, pe- people have asked though. Anyway. Pe- pe- people want to come here to the hangar and they, they want to see. It. I said it's only about five or six minutes. It's yeah, it'd be fun though to have it at the hangar. But we should do like a, a, a sh- like a, a, a showing, and we should get in touch with those guys that film stuff around here too. Yeah, and there was also a woman that was there that did a did a morning woman's talk show in Phoenix that was talking to us about uh, Ava. Yeah, and there were people that were asking when they were during the Q and A. They said, "All right, so those two guys that were talking about whatever was that." Was that just all ad lib or scripted or what? And some of it was scripted, most of it was As just ad lib. This is, folks, we're talking about sitting in the theater. Paul and I are still sitting there. People that watch the film are still sitting there, and then they invited the filmmakers up to do Q&A. So they're all standing in a group. And the, the, and that question was asked, well, did they ad lib? How, like, how much of that was ad libbed and, and, and how much of it was scripted? And she goes, I gave them a loose outline, and they just ad libbed. There's about 20 minutes of outtakes that I will eventually make, you know, yeah. uh, available. And people kind of chuckled and... And and then we like people were people so these guys people come so applaud us we turn wave. around how you doing yeah, that, it was, was really kind of fun but it was, it was a nice ego stroke it was pretty cool. it was it was it, it was kind of weird and I've already been messaged from a few people on Facebook saying they can't wait to see the outtakes oh the outtakes are kind of ridiculous. so does that mean that we need to have this be a video podcast at some point no I mean, nobody on. wants to fucking see us I know no, I didn't want to see our heads were big people you thought our eagles were big already it stupidly was, large it, our heads were big barely up there. fit on the screen barely yeah. fit on the screen yeah, I looked great. Uh, actually it was one of those moments where I, I haven't worn makeup since I was in high school. I think it was the last time really I wore makeup save for one time Bo and I were getting drunk at the house and I let him put makeup on me. Just nice. not like get dressed up like a woman kind of makeup. Like it's okay if you did. This is what, I'm okay with that. I, I know you're okay with it. And I'm okay with that too. Oh, okay. I, it's not, it wouldn't have been the first time I've been in drag mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was just like, Let's smooth out these lines, make your, you know... They got to get rid of my skin cancer shit, my pre-skin cancer. I didn't have all this shit burned off, but they tried to get as much as they could on there to get mine gone. It, well, and it did. It helps. But it yeah, helps, I, yeah, it fucking bugs me. No, I remember that time that, that time that Bo did that. He was like, put makeup on you. I'm like, fuck it, I'm wine drunk. We're at home. We're not going anywhere. Fuck it, let's do it. You're my best friend. Let's do it. So he put makeup on me, and I went and looked in the mirror, and it took like 20 years off, and I almost like I almost cried. And that's so why he, I, he I understand. Didn't do, he didn't do women's makeup. He just did makeup he just to make did you look. Make, he did okay. like, like, he, like he would do stage makeup. Not, <laughs> not quite stage makeup because it was I didn't have eyeliner or anything like that like, yeah. to, like they do. But it was just a, it was like you would put on makeup to be in like a movie. I got gotcha. you. And that's what Jonna did when she when, you know, put makeup on us for the, to film that thing. And I forgot how much it smooths out all those little blemishes and imperfections and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. almost was to the point where I kind of wanted her to do that for our whole red carpet thing, um, just because, like, I want to look good. And that was fun too to stand in front of a thing. And that was really cool. I'd never yeah. actually done that before. Stand yeah. in front of the red carpet and I don't, your I don't pictures taken. Although cartoon, it just it looked like a cartoon casual security company. 
It did. You and I standing on either side of Katrina. Of Katrina. <laughs> it did. I, it did like not we were like her Holly. posse. We were gonna. We were protecting her. Like she's some famous actress. And yeah. We're, yeah. Exactly. She we're could protecting look. Her. She could look that way with a certain sunglasses. The way she knows how to stand and walk. She because does. She's been in modeling. Well, yeah. She's been so doing she modeling could. People forever. look at her and go, God, I wonder if she's somebody. Yeah. You know, they could kind of think that. But uh, yeah, yeah, the film festival, man, what a fucking blast! I, I, I definitely, and Vicky, or uh, yeah, Vicky wants to do more. Yeah. stuff she wants to do more stuff uh and like, all right well and anyway. we're gonna we're gonna talk about her what she's working on this november no february february yeah so, folks, are we, look are we for, supposed to are we okay well, I'm, we're gonna, I'm gonna do it anyway all i right. planned it um folks look for more information here coming up soon about uh, kingman film festival yeah uh looking for venues but she's already got i think she said she has 90 pieces of, of was it that many yeah i think she said 90 films that was in the 50s which was already high to me or but maybe maybe it was 50s but that was early on though that's still early on very so, early on because all these same people like this would want to submit and they might again they might not even be in town or they may not be they won't even but be they'll present. still submit it they'll submit it because you never know who's going to be watching yeah it. yeah but and it's worth but it. the venue right now is going to be which i thought was kind of odd it was going to be at the uh ramada yeah well, the reason she said the Ramada is that one, it's a slow, slow season for for them, so the rooms would be cheaper, so that will bring people more. Stay there. That would bring people more into people to stay there, and they can uh, drink and eat and stay in the same place. Plus, they have uh, a, an area like a, a big. I guess they have a big conference room. I, a court, uh, I think they have a big conference room. I feel like I've been in it before. That's big enough to where you could put a projector up and you could sit maybe a hundred people at a time, which is kind of interesting because um, if it's fifty films or more, whatever the number is, and it's only but it's only one screen, that's going to be going on for a it while. Will be, yeah, it's gonna be going it a be, day and night for several days and nights. Yeah, that's I, I think. think that's what she was talking about was like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And so then, look for more information yeah. about that. We don't have a whole lot of information. We just know that there's there's interest. So and it might I, be interesting to have some of the people that show up early. We could interview some of the uh, people that are involved. Oh shit! I I would definitely put it this way. If once she gets a date nailed down, I will I'll, I'll do a short film. Yeah, I'll do a short film. Subject matter would be like maybe I'll just follow you around for a day. That'd be great. You could see. Here's what we're not speak very quietly. Watch Paul in his natural habitat. No, I'll do a voiceover. Oh. No, what I'll do is I'll I'll get I'll maybe I'll maybe I can just pay Werner Herzog like money to do your you familiar. What he just follows people Werner around. Herzog, and just he doesn't follow people around. He just does great voiceovers. Oh, okay. And yes, here we see the Paul Gaines doing what he does best, getting angry. <laughs> and just like this great it, Herzog, ah, I love this idea. I, I've got so many ideas coming to mind. I've, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a short film. Occasionally during the day, he is known to do a composite repair, but usually he's just angry. Normally, he just yells at Steve, and Steve does the composite repair. That's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fucking on board with this. <laughs> I might have to find some. Let's see if I. Uh, I had a friend. You, you in can film Germany. it on an iPhone. You can just do an iPhone. That's exactly right? what I would do. Yeah. And I would use the mics that we bought that we still haven't used because you ditched me at Route 66 and got drunk at the I'm Lobster so, Fest and we I'm didn't record. So sorry. Uh-huh. I didn't get drunk at the Lobster Fest. They, oh, yes, you we did. We didn't record there either. No, we didn't. I know. That's two times I've gotten drunk and not helped you. Yeah, it's starting to become a problem. This is your intervention, Paul. Oh, no. It is a problem. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all pallbearers now here. I'm this not, is a safe now place. To, now I'm starting to do some reflection. Uh huh. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. Think about that. Is there something? How much time do you have left in that alarm? It doesn't matter. I kind of want to know. Okay. <laughs> but you're not going to tell me. 
All right, you know what's going to suck is that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss. Uh, can you hear me if I lean? I leaned back. I don't know if that's really going to be. I can hear you just thing. fine. Now you can. Yes. Um, so I'll be gone some of next week to South Carolina again. Oh, that's great. And I think it's cotton picking season. Oh, my God. Yeah, so let me do some of that. Well, cotton picking. Man, are you. Real quick, we only have a few minutes left here, but why don't you tell folks what you did? With Freddie. There's a guy named Fred Hilton, Freddie Hilton, who works uh, there at this airport, who's been a friend of mine for years back in South Carolina, and he's uh, probably one of the best people I know as far as an, an employer, not a, an, an employee of mine, excuse me, but he's just been dedicated to this one company who rebuilds aircraft there in this small airport where I used to live years ago. And, um, and so I was driving there, I guess during the daylight, to go there, work on an aircraft last year, a few years ago, a couple, I don't know how long ago it was ago now. Anyway, so I saw there was a bunch of cotton that had been picked, already been harvested, but there's still a bunch left that's still on the damn, right. whatever the things are called that are the little stock pods or something. Yeah, that are in the pod that are in there. And I went, I would like to get some more cotton just because I'm in, I'm in the South, haven't seen this in forever, and it's kind of cool, and cotton just it's pure white, just comes out soft. It's, it's, it's cotton. It's one of the coolest things ever. And... um so then, uh, then uh, I, I didn't do it on the drive there, but we were at South Carolina, and there's a, a field a quarter of a mile down the road from this from the runway, and uh, I asked Freddie, who's black by the way, I didn't read anything that detail up yet, but said, uh, "Hey Freddie, let's go pick some cotton during lunch break," and he, <laughs> so it's kind of a weird thing just to blurt out to a black guy who lives in South Carolina. <laughs> so well, it's a weird thing in this day and age. It is. It wasn't yeah. that weird of a thing a yeah. hundred years ago, right? So he kind of looked at me, kind of funny, and I didn't really think about it because in my mind I was just focused on I really want to go get some cotton. That's all I'm thinking about. Had nothing to do with Fred or whatever, but I thought it might be kind of fun just to go. And, and then and he goes, why? And I went, I just kind of want some. I, you don't want to have this in there. We used to have it down to Goodyear. Because I'm white and you yeah. need to go pick some fucking cotton. Right. So he goes, oh, all right. And I asshole. said, wait a minute. Have you ever picked cotton before? And he looked at me really kind of weird. I'm going, I'm really curious. And he goes, no. So it's, you're a black guy in South Carolina. He goes, not only that, but my grandfather was a sharecropper. After, right, right after, right after the, um, the war of aggression. The war of northern aggression. <laughs> northern aggression. And I went, so you're, seriously, your grandfather was down here? He goes, yeah, I had a family that was down here, slaves picking cotton. And they used to talk about it and stuff like that. They didn't have machinery. And I went, that's really fascinating. So you've never, I said, you've been avoiding picking cotton? Is this an intentional thing just because you're black and it's in South Carolina? He goes, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I said, well, let's go do it. He goes, all right. So lunch break comes up. So fucked up. And we go pick cotton. So I think I want to get pictures of, of Freddie, my black friend, picking cotton. So I'm going to take some. I think it took color pictures. Color, color pictures, Joe. Color, not colored. Yeah. And then I sent them to you, and I went, look, I've got my, I said, we need to make some black and white. So you started turning them into sepia and different things. Uh -huh. and, and, uh, and in fact, this, <laughs> this is so funny because this field is a small field, and it happens to be in front of a tiny little historic Baptist church. I believe there was a church right there. That looks like it was it a looks plantation like it, house at one point. <laughs> I mean, this looks really inappropriate. This picture of Freddie, like if you, you can zoom in, I still have it. Yeah. The digital copy of it. You zoom in, you can tell that he's wearing modern clothing. Yeah. But because it's because it's so zoomed out, 
you change it to sepia tone, it looks yeah. like and, and you could kind of easy. fuzz it up a little bit with all the yeah. software out there now and easily make so it then, look like it could have been. And then what did you do with that so picture? So then what happens was we had the white elephant. Um, white elephant? Yeah, white elephant white gift elephant exchange. White elephant gift for Christmas a couple years ago at, at Blackbridge. And uh, I thought, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give out some cotton picked by a black guy in South Carolina, and I'm going to take one of these pictures and blow it up and make it a black and white 8 by 10 proving that this was the this kind of like a certificate of authenticity. Yes, you certainly do own this a piece of cotton by an, an actual African American gentleman, black guy in South Carolina. And I thought that was funny. I told Freddie that's what I was going to do, and he thought that was hilarious. I mean, he really did. He thought that's oh yeah. That's, he thought he was on board with this. So now people are picking out their gifts, and the numbers are going out, and almost kind of, and they start picking, and there's a box of it, whatever. And I kind of displayed it. I kind of in a little like a clear cone, yeah, and and this picture, and, I, and there was something else there too. I can't whatever it was. But the person that I went to, I can't. Those people that used to own the it the was it was house. JP and uh, uh, JP and Rochelle uh, Polnick that used to own Bad Muffin Coffee. Bad Muffin Coffee, and so and they got it, and they, I don't think they. I think the joke fell flat on them because they didn't. It fell flat on everybody. Real, it didn't fall. Like, Tim thought it was hilarious. I did. Okay. Well, you knew it was coming. Who though. else was? I did know it was coming. I had a part in it. Uh, and Tim for, thought it was funny, and I think I had to do some explaining because there was a lot of people that were kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. In there, and I went, okay, hold on. This is a friend of mine. We've been working together for 20 years off and on. I was just there. We did. I told them the quick story, and it still wasn't. They didn't. They still didn't feel right about people, it. People didn't feel right about it. I, I wish I would have uh, snagged that, and I would have it on display in I my house. I have some more. I, I, oh, God. I do. <laughs> so bad. And I might get some more next week. <laughs> so next week when you go there, you're on a mission. Can you bring me back some... some oh, cotton picked by Freddie the Black. Freddie Hilton. You're in... Where are you going? Manning, South Manning, Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I might have you bring me back some stuff. Oh, and by the way, shout out to our local airline people that aren't so local, but local enough. I'm going to do the American Airlines thing again from uh, Laughlin. Oh, yeah, where you fly you fly your plane to Laughlin Bullhead Airport. I'm not going to do that part. Oh, you're not going to do that yeah, part. Yeah, because, um, uh, because no, the last time I, they gave me free parking for a whole week because there was that aviation because event. Because you down went there. down for the aviation event, Yeah, right? so that would have been, other than that, it's like 15 bucks or 12 bucks a night. It's like number, uh, it's, it's 30, 40, 50 bucks. They have free parking there, by the way, people. If you ever thought about flying somewhere, do check out flying American Airlines from Laughlin to Phoenix. And then, because uh, sometimes the rates have been adjusted, so it's it's very similar amounts yeah. going from Vegas somewhere. It doesn't work for every flight, for every place you're going, but holy crap, it's free parking there if you drive there, and security is nothing. There's nobody there at the gate because it's a small airplane, and so you go through TSA, and they're, hey, how's it going? What's up? Oh, whatever. You just No one's behind you in TSA. No one's in no front one's of you. No one's grabbing your junk or anything Yeah, like that. you just say, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, okay, cool, go. I said, well, they say, okay, it's gate two, and I go, okay, well, where's gate two? And they just kind of went... It's right. It's the one that's five right feet away there. from gate one. Dipshit. <laughs> right there, like it's right there. It, yeah. It's like the it, the. Have you ever been to the Daytona Airport? Daytona Beach, yes. Florida. It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. There's there's. I feel like there would be if there were gates at the Kingman Airport. Uh, there it would there would be more gates. Yes. Like there's. I think there's four gates. Daytona. At Daytona. Okay. And it, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world because I'm thinking I'd never been in that area. Of Florida before, and I damn sure had never flown in there before. So when I first flew there, uh, I so I texted my friend that was coming to pick me up because uh, I was flying from Atlanta, from you know Vegas to Atlanta to uh, to Daytona. I said uh, when I'm getting ready to take off in in Atlanta, I said, "All right, I'll, I should be there in about an hour, not quite. You know, uh, you know, go ahead and leave. You should probably leave now." And she's like, "Honey, you're that's hilarious. I'm I'm not going to be leaving until about five minutes before your plane right, lands." Right, right. 
And I and I said, it's an international airport. She goes, yeah, okay. Well, you'll see when you get there. And we land. And uh, taxiing takes about 45 seconds <laughs> from the one runway. Yeah. And you get over there and you're like, I get out and it's literally a 10-second walk from the gate. Yeah. To baggage I, I, claim, and I was like, "What the five never I love flown that. in a jet into?" I know I do too. It's it's it's, it, it's the way it used to be 30, 40, 50 years ago, right. whatever. And a lot of airports, and like here, like here, like here, there's no traffic between here and Laughlin ever, right. ever, right, right. So, so there's there's no traffic. You park right there, a hundred feet, literally a hundred feet away from the terminal building. You walk right in there, and there are American Airlines people just waiting there for you. You go, oh, there's my, there's my, you know, and then they give you your ticket and. And that's it. And that's it. And they've got pretty good charging stations, too, for your um, cell phones and stuff. they got this nice cluster of... Right. I think you can sit there. You can lean back a little bit. And no one else is there. And you're plugging all your shit in, watching the stupid news that's on there. And, so then uh, you fly from there to Phoenix and then from Phoenix, Phoenix to yeah, Atlanta. And, and to be honest, it's a pretty, no, it was so. a pretty tight connection where I had to carry on, I believe. But it was I had to do a brisk walk to the next um, gate. And then they were loading right on there. And that, that one went to... Charlotte, and then from Charlotte to Columbia, South Carolina, and then I rented a car in about a 45-minute drive. So Manning is not really that close to anything. It was kind of a long day, but it wouldn't have been any longer if I drove to to Vegas to do the same thing. It wouldn't have been any longer at all. It's still going to be a long day. And then this next time, though, I looked at the itinerary, and it happens to be going from here to Phoenix to Dallas and then to Columbia. Gotcha. And... um I could call my sister, but who knows? None, it's none, quick connection. None of that sounds enjoyable. No, it doesn't. What time is it now? I, gotta, I don't want to miss. I know shit. you got to go. Well, we're we're gonna cut this one short because Paul has to go. Uh, save no, the I'm not saving anybody. I'm just gonna well, he, save, has to go, he has to go watch other people save. I'm gonna people. save the harp seals. Oh God, save the gay baby whales. Exactly. All right, another episode of uh, Cartoon Casual in the works. Excuse me, in, in the, the books, in the bag, in the, the bag, in the can, in the fucking. And what does that even mean to play us out? <laughs> I had to do it every, every time, every time. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> it wasn't quite enough. It wasn't quite emphasized enough, but that's fine. Uh, I know. I wonder what Bill O'Reilly's blood pressure is like, or was back then, because he's always angry. Bill O'Reilly is cracking me up because he still does his he still does his show on YouTube, <laughs> and nobody fucking. <laughs> It's so it. fucking funny to watch to like watch. I like watching the downfall of somebody who I always kind of knew was a scumbag. Yeah, and then you it comes out later on that oh look he is an actual scumbag. But, and I like watching that downfall. But I bet most of his audience doesn't even know what the YouTube's is, which is even funnier. Yes, yeah, uh, and so Bill O'Reilly having a YouTube channel where he's doing the the O'Reilly Factor on YouTube. And he has like, I don't know, 120,000 subscribers when at one point in time he had like 10 million people does he watching. Have guests? Does he have guests come on? I stuff? don't think he does, Like, but he does it over Skype and it's kind of shitty and like the sound quality, like this podcast has better sound yeah. quality. I'm like, yeah. my, how the mighty have fallen. Yes. So anyway, if you're Bill O'Reilly and you're listening to this podcast, go die in a fire. All right, let's go. Let's get out of here. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Ciao.